back with more babes behind the beats for you and we have a special guest today and dear friend of ours Betsy Martinez. Yes we do Um, but before we get into this week's episode we first want to address some important things that have been going on in the world especially because we've identified as CrossFitters and you all know how much we love working out. Yeah that's right Greg Glassman the founder and CEO of CrossFit came out with some really unsupportive and frankly racist language about the Black Lives Matter movement that we just can't support. Exactly. And while we have always loved doing CrossFit workouts and we will continue to love lifting heavy shit, um, we stand with the Black Lives Matter movement and will no longer affiliate ourselves with CrossFit. Yeah. And our gym, Horsepower, has also dropped the CrossFit name and we'll be donating the money that would normally go to the CrossFit headquarters annually to Black Lives Matter instead. Amazing. Yes, we we love horsepower and we're so happy to stand by the decision that our gym made. Um, we stand with them in the effort to dismantle structural racism and fight police brutality. Um, so let's make one thing clear, Black Lives Matter. And I just had a good call with my family in Australia. So oh, we did the old... Dad tried to set up a Zoom call and he's like full on about technology and whatever. And he, but he's a bit of a PC guy and I'm a Mac girl. And so he's like sending us the Zoom links and the Zoom links weren't working. And then my brother just adds me on house party. So it's like, <laughs> let's just do house party. Yeah. That's so funny. You know, I was just, we, I did the same thing with, uh, well, because we Zoomed Lauren's family first yeah. and her parents came on and it was literally like, and Lauren is your girlfriend. Lauren is my girlfriend, yes. Yeah. For I guess listeners wouldn't know who Lauren is if I don't mention. Lauren is my <laughs> girlfriend. So uh, we were Zooming with her family, and uh, I her parents come on, and the screen is, like, pointing completely – like, you just see their foreheads. Like, <laughs> literally, uh, they get on. And, and it's, it's exactly how I feel like everyone envisions, like, the older generation when we think about technology. Because then I get on – afterwards, we went on with my family, and – my family like had my mom had the phone like up to like their ears trying to hear us and I'm like well we want to see you like this is FaceTime and then they're like okay and then they'll like put it up to their face and then put it away from their face and just I just think it's hilarious how I'm sure people have all the same experiences with their families or their parents right like technology I know, and the, the internet's not very good in Australia well it's not as quite as fast as here so there's a bit of a delay so that's kind of annoying so you say something and then you got to wait and oh, then yeah. respond, yeah. And that's hard because then you're like, oh, wait, okay, like, did they hear me? And then you're also, like, not wanting to, like, talk over them at the same time. And, yeah, it's all – it's a whole thing, but that's the world we're living in right now is the – I know. I think it's good, though, because it's, like, especially for me or and for you, like, you don't normally live in at home in Arizona. So no. you're normally in L.A. away from your family and same for me being an Australian. And so it is kind of cool to get this whole video thing up and running because it kind of felt awkward doing it with your parents initially, but now we have to. So Now it's like, yeah. Isn't that interesting too, though? I was thinking about this before. I was like, wow, like I could have been doing this the whole time though, but it takes something yeah. like this pandemic for us to be like, oh, we should, like, we're going to do this with our friends and our families and all this stuff. It's like, I guess uh, it's starting 
a new normal of like I know it's kind of made us like get our act together with everything so right that's it's cool. like this if this is the only way that you can communicate right now and it's like you yeah have to do it so I know we actually I did my 97 year old or is he 98 now 90 seven or eight, I think he's 98, 98 year old pa, my grandpa. Um, we had a FaceTime with him yesterday. He's getting good at it. Really? Yeah. He's mastering it now? Yeah. He's like, was when I first spoke to him, all I could see was like a massive ear. <laughs> exactly. Cause they hold it up to their ears at first. Yeah. I was like, pa, I can only see your ear. <laughs> oh, is he in Australia too? Yeah, he's in Australia and um, he was just in hospital. He's totally fine, but um, he was just in hospital. Actually, we should do a shout out. Hi, Pa. Hi, Pa. Hi, pa. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'd do a shout out, so that's cool. Nice. Um, yeah, so he's just been in hospital, just a little uh, stomach issue, but he's fine now. And he said there was no one in the ward with him, which was interesting because of coronavirus. There's no elective yeah. surgery. Yeah, exactly. That's what I've been hearing. Um, I have got friends that, I mean, my sister-in-law included, my sister-in-law is a nurse. Um, she's teaching uh, right now though, so she's not actually in the hospitals. But um, I've got friends that are nurses as well. And they're like, they're actually laying off a lot of people because a lot of it is like elective. It's not, oh. you know, like, so it's, isn't that interesting to think about this time that like, uh, yeah, because you know. think of nurse shortages and, I mean, yeah. that's kind of what you see on TV, but if they're laying people off, maybe they move them into other areas. I know my friend, he works at Kaiser and he's quite high up, but he works with kids and so he's been moved to ER um, because there's not much going on for kids, I guess, elective surgeries and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. It's wild, but I mean, listen to us musicians trying to talk medical. We're I like, know, right? you know, elective water ball. We know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching the news, people. Exactly, Everyone's an expert now. Every, everything I read online and on the news, it's all true, and it's not. Oh, <laughs> I, I know, believe everything. I, I believe everything I read. Have you so. been speaking to any of the bands you work with? Have you been like chatting to them on well during lockdown, or is it kind of like we'll speak when all this gets going again? You know, I've been I've been keeping in touch with like Tessa a little bit and uh, Newman from the Matchstick Skeletons that I was just out on tour with, yeah. um, and uh, Alice. We've reached out a few times just to make sure that everyone's being safe. But I think everyone's just in the same boat where there's not much to talk about besides you know like with Tessa, I was supposed to be starting tour with her, you know, this next month. Um, wow. And and again, it's kind of just it's it's not even being worried about that at the moment. It's more of us checking in and making sure we're staying sane and healthy and just checking in on each other. Oh, that's Which I good, think is actually. important for people to do is check in on your friends and family members and all that stuff because, yeah, I mean, everyone's going through this, you know, yeah. right now together and, and a lot of people are experiencing like anxiety and, you know, depression and all these. Th I mean, it's, it's a hard time. So, uh, I think it's important. Yeah, I think especially like if you have your job pulled out from under you, so it's like you have – you've got a purpose in life and then suddenly it's been taken away from you and you're having to scramble to find other purposes. Yeah. Um, I, I write music so it's fine for me. I kind of am enjoying the time I've got to write. But if you didn't have something like that, I'm sure it would be a little tricky. It is, especially for people that have are used to a routine or need a routine. Yeah. When I'm not on tour, I don't have the same type of routine. But even when I'm off tour, I, you know, I still try to have the, like, I go to the gym every day. I try to be, you know, productive, go do things. There's still some sort of routine that is lost when you're literally just told you have to stay home. Yeah. And What um, is your routine on tour versus home, say? Well, on tour, 
you know, the, the reason I love being on tour is because it is such a specific routine. Um, okay, so for instance, if I'm not on a bus, obviously we're staying in hotels. So I'll wake up in the morning before we check out of our hotel. I'll do my workout at the gym, shower, get ready, go get some lunch. Then we drive to the next city or drive to wherever the venue is if we're in that city already. Um, you kind of load in. You get your, I get my drums set up, kind of just do like a little bit of just getting everything kind of put together before our sound check. It just kind of depends, you know, like like I said, if we were, if we were already in the city to begin with, yeah. uh, I will probably find a, a CrossFit gym to work out in. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's what I wanted to know. Like what workouts are you doing on the road? Are you doing CrossFit workouts or are you just going to whatever's available? So it's mostly if I can find a CrossFit gym, I will absolutely go to the CrossFit gyms. But obviously sometimes there's not one that's close enough for me to walk to or I don't want to Uber 20 minutes away or don't have the time to. Yeah. So um, I'll just find the closest gym and pay for the day pass, go there. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And luckily like for CrossFitters, like, you know, you and I have been doing this too. We just look up CrossFit workouts with, uh, yeah. you know, the equipment that we know we have. Because not not every gym I go to is going to have the exact same equipment. And and if I'm working out in a hotel, sometimes it really is just, it's very limited. But you just find the type of workout that you can do with the equipment that you have available to you at that time. Yeah, right. Which we're all getting very good at now. Like as in no barbells, it's pretty much, we're all doing dumbbell workouts. So. It's all dumbbell or body weight right now. Yeah. You know? So this has really taught me to kind of like, even when I'm on tour, I'm like, oh, there really is no excuse. Yeah. Because even if I don't have a gym, there's so many different bodyweight workouts right now that everyone's doing because, yeah, a lot of people don't have the equipment right now to work out. No, that's right. And so then so if you're in the town and you go to – um, you do your sound check and then is it usually – it depends when you arrive, I guess. Are you usually doing it a couple hours before or you have a bit of a rest in between and eat and then you show? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, again, it just depends on if we're opening or if we're the headliners. Uh, we've been doing obviously a little bit of both for this past year. So uh, the good part about headlining is that there's a lot more time between when we sound check and after play that it gives me like four hours to be like, oh, I can go to – find a different gym and go and take my time. If you're the opening act, it really is like, oh man, I have to do that before we sound check because then it gets too close. Yeah, it's pretty much, could be half an hour, hour, couldn't it? Like sound check. Yeah, it gets too close to the time that you're playing. Yeah, yeah, no no downtime. Right, yeah. I mean, I will say one thing about myself, you know, give myself a little bit of credit for is I do make sure that I get a workout in, if not every day, five times a week. At the very yeah, least. you are good like that. Like even when you're on tour, it's amazing. It's what keeps me sane. I used to not be that way at all. I mean, I mean, I toured for ten plus years before I even got into CrossFit. You know, I didn't have this routine, and sometimes I would get too antsy on tour, or I would get anxious, or I would get. I didn't like that it was too like monotonous. And so now the fact that it's like, oh wait, like I have something that I'm looking forward to in the day, which is actually my workout, and it makes me have to work towards planning my day around that, and like even if it means getting yeah, up. Yeah, it's kind of a shed. A routine, isn't it? It is, yeah. And 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 like like I said, like it'll force me to wake up early sometimes if I'm like, oh, the only time I can wake up is like before we leave the hotel. So I have to wake up at like six AM or whatever it is. Yeah. Get the most out of the day. Yeah. But but like I honestly I'm telling you, Bowie, at this point, I cannot imagine not working out. No. We did as pretty much as soon as quarantine started. Uh, Jess and I got straight into doing workouts together on FaceTime or just trying to at least join the same, you know, if we're doing a Barry's online class or whatever, we mm -hmm. were doing it at the same time just as some sort of 
discipline. But um, then I had a few days off and I was like, oh, I'm feeling ratty. Like I am kind of, I'm annoyed at everything. What the hell? Went for a run? Yeah. No, I am way better. <laughs> yes. It, it's like my therapy now. Like I, I have to do it um, to get rid of, you know, the anxiety or um, you just kind of lose yourself in it. You know what I mean? It's like you forget about everything else because you're focused on getting this one thing done and working out and the way you feel after you're done. I don't know. I'm sure I sound like one of those crazy like workout people that's like, yeah, this is the best, blah, blah, blah. But like, no, but it's true. It really is. And I I never was that person. Like, of course, I was athletic growing up. I played soccer and stuff like that. But I was never – you can ask any of my close friends. Like, yeah. I was not someone that liked working out. I used to hide behind uh, – when I was in high school for our varsity soccer tryouts, there was a shed that was on our field. And I would hide behind it when we had to run the mile. So oh. basically, I'd run like one lap, hide behind this shed, and then come out for like the last lap. And my coach would be That's like, hilarious. wow, Jess, like your times are getting better and better. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Did you ever miss time? Because I did that I used to play um, tennis to a high level and I cheated I cut through the park and I got caught on the fence cutting through the park all I did was cut out the downhill part and about four of us did it to cheat and we we allowed too much time so we were so long and so late that we all got in trouble like half an hour late and I had ripped shorts as well oh my god you're obviously better at cheating than me I I must have been my teammates hated me because they were they were the ones actually running and they saw me but I was just like at the time I was like it didn't matter to me I was like I'm not gonna I don't want to run this mile I was a goalie I was like why am I running I am a goalie I don't need to run I don't need to be timed to run a mile I'm not gonna be running while I'm in the goal (laughs) exactly what's your beverage of choice these days, Jess, given previous circumstances? Right now, well, yeah, the other night didn't go so well for me. I don't know if if I should be talking about it, but I, you know, I was having so much fun on the podcast that I didn't realize how much vodka I had consumed and I was not feeling the greatest yesterday. I was recovering. Yeah, she she suffered afterwards. Yeah, I definitely suffered. So I'm drinking a nice, truly hard seltzer right now because it's 5% and I feel like Ah, it'll make me, you know, like yeah, rations. Yeah, I'm not just drinking vodka without knowing how much is in it. I'm like, this is a five percent <laughs> alcoholic beverage, and if I have one, I should be able to stay contained. <laughs> I love it. I love it because today we're speaking to Betsy Martinez, who is a photographer, a music photographer, and she does a lot of stage work mostly. But I think she also does like you did a photo shoot with her recently, didn't you? And the photos are awesome. I did. Yeah, Betsy is as a mutual friend of both of ours. She actually came out to uh, one of my shows in LA that I played recently with the. Stick skeletons. Um, we were at the El Rey and she came out and took some live photos as well. So she's taken some live photos of me playing drums. Plus we did just like a fun photo shoot that she wanted to do of me kind of like lifestyle stuff. And um, yeah, those photos were great. Oh, she's incredible. She's the best. And uh, I mean, her live shots as well. Like it's so hard to take photos in low light, which I can't wait to ask yes. her about. You know, I ask anyone, can you take photos of me on stage? And they're always blurry. So it's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. And, and, uh, and speaking of which also is being a drummer, it's really hard. And I know all photographers complain about this or not complain, but like it's hard for them to get pictures of drummers. Yeah. Um, and she was able to still capture like some of my favorite shots. Like she really is just, she's got an eye and she's so talented and, um, and she's just happens to be a good friend of ours too. So it's nice having talented friends that we could talk to. I know. Isn't it cool? Well, uh, we should, let's get her on the line and, um, let's do it and let's do this. Let's do it. All right, it's Bowie and Jess, and we are here with Betsy Martinez, who is an amazing music photographer, and, well, welcome, Betsy. Hi, Betsy. Thank you. I love how you say my last name with that accent. (laughs) 
I know, right? I was thinking that too. I was like, oh, how do you say it? Mar- Martinez. Martinez. Yeah. Oh, yes. But I like it. I it's like okay. It. You're Australian. You're Australian. Yeah. Like, Fine. say, uh, how do you say tomato? Um, oh, I think I've been Americanized. Um, tomato. Tomato. Okay. So, so you just say things differently. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And I have noticed some, like I do say tomato um, sometimes and I'm like, shit, I've become American. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So like Betsy's a friend of ours, which is cool. And yes. she's uh, like, you've had, you've done work with her as well, Jess, right? I've, I've done, yes, Betsy, like the first time, Betsy, the first time you shot was the the matchstick skeleton show right yeah just recently yeah which was recently and then you and i just did our fun little like you took me around hollywood and just took some lifestyle shots which i'm not good at but you make it like you're so good at it like i felt like i looked so stupid and then i got the pictures back and i was like holy shit you make me look really cool (laughs) like (laughs) see that's cool yeah it's cool when like i'm never comfortable in photo shoots just like I'm just not that person. I like and Betsy is so good at her job. Like this is like when you know there's a great photographer when you feel dumb, but then you get the photos back and you're like, how do I look so fucking cool? <laughs> yeah, Betsy, yeah. is that something that you consider? Like, do you think about oh making the person feel comfortable or like what do you do to make someone like Jess feel cool? Yeah, well, Jess is cool first of all, so that's easy. Oh god. Um, <laughs> like you know when you're friends with somebody that also helps, but like just when I do lifestyles and like models and things like that, which isn't necessarily the thing I do the most of lately, but I give very small direction. I just want them to feel comfortable and I'll say like little things, but like mostly I just try to like have a conversation with them while we're shooting and like, just like snap away. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I think that's the best part about, about you taking pictures that I love. And I've loved this about any photographer that I've like liked working with is, is the not making it be like, you don't give too much direction to where it makes me feel awkward. You're kind of just like, you let them do what they want and then you just snap a bunch. Cause I think that's the best way to get it is just take a shit ton of pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're bound to get, you know. Yeah. And move, move. Are you fast or slow? Cause sometimes I've worked with photographers that are like, hold your pose. And sometimes they're like fast, 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 which I prefer. I, I feel like I'm fast, I guess. Um, it just depends on yeah. the person too, you know. Some people, I've shot people who are so comfortable that they're just like, Zoolander all over the place and I'm like, all right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Thanks, we're done. And then there's people that like I can tell that are not necessarily as comfortable. So it's a little more of like like I said, making them comfortable. Sometimes like I'll put usually I like to put music on and like, you know, chit chat and just like, you know, be like we're hanging out, but yet I'm shooting you. Um Do you prefer taking then like live photos? Because your live photography, like you're at a concert. I mean, all your photography is amazing. But specifically, I was telling Bowie, one thing that I also like love about your style and like the way you shoot, um, like your live photos, you have such a distinct like like a brand yeah. to your photos where I'm like I when I see a photo and I, I just know it's yours I could be scrolling on my Instagram feed and you know when you scroll super fast but you could still see something like kind of quickly past your eye and I'm like that's a Betsy photo yeah you know like yeah do, do you prefer taking live photos you think I think I do yeah I mean and thank you because that means a lot because there's so many of us like in LA like so to stand out in any way is like amazing you and really I, do I know what you mean because like there's definitely like I follow and support a lot of photographers who I have and haven't met and I always know like certain people I'm like I know who that is like so it's great to know that yes like, you can have that um so thank you but yeah no I definitely think live photography uh live concerts um has become more of like what I like to shoot and what I'm best at um yeah. you really capture 
the moment like so well with I'm not a photographer at all so I don't know how you do it and especially again with like drummers do you find drummers as me being a drummer like is it it's much harder to capture drummers right drummers are very hard and I felt like I really wanted to that show in particular I remember getting there and it was like it was hard, you know, there was a ordeal and yeah, and with the list and everything, which happens sometimes. And um, so I felt like I couldn't get the best spot and it is hard to get drummers. And I was obviously more, I didn't know the matchstick uh, skeletons as, as, you know, very well. And I was there for you. So it was kind of like, um, yeah, I, I was, I was a little like, oh man, I didn't get in the best spot because it is difficult to get drummers because you're usually like more in the back or on a riser um, and moving right yeah moving and yeah so it's it's hard and um you guys do a lot of faces <laughs> so oh my god yeah the like time out how do i make this <laughs> <laughs> see we're we're so live here we've got phones going up betsy's so popular she's got so many like can you photograph me right now even though we're in quarantine yeah, that's what's happening. exactly <laughs> so betsy where are you from originally i you know i think i know this but I'm not a hundred percent sure I do, even though we're mates. In California, uh, right? Yeah, I'm from I'm from here originally, yeah. Um Orange yeah, okay. County. Yes. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and so born. did you um like have you always done photography? Like what's your journey been? When when did you start like taking it seriously? So when I was in high school I got really into like um like the punk and ska scene, which back then when I was in high school, it was like when like Blink-182 was coming out and like No Doubt oh, yeah. and like Face to Face, MXPX, um, Safe Ferris, Dancehall Crashers. I'm a, I'm a little bit older uh, than you. Uh, no, I like I know all those bands. And I love so all those bands. I just love that. Um, yeah. So I started going to a lot of shows. And at that time, I wasn't in Orange County. I was in Riverside County in a in a city called Corona <laughs> coronavirus. Oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> hilarious. But you're not telling people that. Now. I know, right? No, but uh, so I went to high school in Corona, and there was a little punk rock uh, venue called the Showcase Theater, and we would go see like all those bands before they were big. And I just really, I, I remember taking like photo in high school, and I would sometimes take my camera to the shows, and like so this is like 35 millimeter days, and they would come out awful because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know, they were just not good, but like, I still have some and they were, you know, it's pretty cool to see these like actual photos like from back then. And so I kind of like, you know, I just liked going to shows. And then after high school, my best friend, she worked at a local record store and that record store started a, a zine that was, you know, back then we had a lot of like, you know, just do it yourself magazines that would, we would put at record stores and uh, they started one for the record store. Um, and I just kind of hopped on with them and we would go and shoot shows and interview bands. This is like when I was like, I don't know, 17, 18, those years just did it for fun, but we loved getting into shows for free. Cool. And, um, and then we just kind of, st- I just stopped. I did other things in my life. And then but hang on, were you like, so you're the photographer for the magazine. So you go, Oh, I'm the photographer for the magazine. And then they let you in. Is that right? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, because, uh, we, we had the, um, we had a connection through, uh, this, our friend who owned the record store. And so she knew like, people from labels and everything. So she kind of, she kind of took care of that. Um, so she would be like, Hey, we're from, you know, I think it was called extra at the time. The magazine was called extra. We're from extra. And, you know, she would send out, we didn't really know. We didn't have to take care of any of that. She would just send us out and be like, Hey, go, go cover the warp tour. These are the, these are the bands that said like, you can interview them. These are, you know, and we would get photo passes and, you know, it was great. Um, and then I, I, you know, I hate doing the whole, like, what if I would have kept doing that? But like, you know, there was years where I didn't do it. Like I just kind of worked and did other things in my life. And then um, I ended up coming back to photography probably maybe like seven years ago. And uh, 
I, I had gone to school for more of like film and things like that. And then I think I had a friend that was in a band and she was like, hey, you want to take photos? And I did. And then I remembered how much I loved taking live photos. And I kind of started doing it that way. And then doing like all kinds of photography. But um, in the last, I would say like two years, I've really focused on live photography again. Yeah. Um, and was that were you in LA when you when she asked you to do that? Or were you li- like, where were you living? Oh, I was in LA. Yeah, I've been in LA for like the last 15 years. So Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. So I've, I've been in LA for a while. Mm-hmm. Why did you move here? <laughs> I mean, I love LA, but I was just wondering. I think I moved here because I was in a relationship with someone. Uh, Isn't that how it happens to the best of it? (laughs) Which did not last very long, but I'm glad it took me, you know, brought me to uh, LA. So everything happens for a reason. So far from Orange County or Riverside even, but you know, it's just, it's just more my uh, pace, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool because everyone's so creative here. Yeah. You know, there's just entertainment stuff going on all the time. I mean, usually. And Betsy, I remember the first time I met you, we were out at a bar and you and I bonded over what band? Jimmy Eat World. Yes. Like (laughs) one of my favorite bands of all time. I have a Jimmy Eat World tattoo on my shoulder. You called it out, actually. You're joking. Yeah. That's how me and Betsy met. We were at a bar and like you know, I was with some friends, you were with some friends. And then we just like got together, we were talking and then you noticed the tattoo on my shoulder. And then we just like went off the entire night talking about Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, we really did. Yeah. You were embarrassed of the tattoo. And then I was like, are you kidding me? It's Jimmy Eat World. Yes. So I will say, I will have to talk about this tattoo real quick. It's not that I'm embarrassed that it's a Jimmy Eat World tattoo. I'm just a little bit embarrassed of the way the tattoo artist at the time, he took the idea I had and changed it. And I was 18 when I got this, guys. I made that, you know, stereotypical mistake. (laughs) The day you turn 18, you're like, I'm going to go get a tattoo. And then, like, just kind of let this tattoo artist, like, do whatever he wanted to do. I'm not thrilled with the way it turned out, but it still has a meaning. And it has, like, I got it for a reason. No, it's cute. That's cool. And it says, sing while you can on my right shoulder uh which is a lyric taken from a jimmy it World song called your new aesthetic and yeah. uh and betsy saw it and <laughs> and she knew yes she yes that is it's it's a great album that's so that one that's your favorite album that's your favorite jimmy world album i think so i mean it's hard because i mean clarity is so good but you know bleed american is up there too it's it's you know they're great but i was gonna ask what your favorite was yeah Yeah, i mean bleed i think bleed american i i have to say i mean i don't know it's so hard those two are like almost a tie for me i think clarity just means because that's when i really fell in love with the band so it's like such memories you know right it's it's hard yeah for me it's like some of my favorite songs are like cautioners and hear you me and obviously the middle is great so it's like hard for me to not have bleed american be my favorite album but um (laughs) but but with again, with that being said, I was just very impressed that you knew. And like, not a lot of people saw that lyric on my back and ever knew what it was. A lot of people would be like, "Why does it say sing while you can if you're a drummer and like <laughs> shit like that?" So I was pretty like, sure, "You're like, my I new best friend because you yeah. get it." <laughs> sure we started singing. I was like, "I'm singing it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was so good. Um, and then speaking of Jimmy World, did you didn't you shoot them live? I, I yeah, I mean, so I shot them back in the day when I uh, did the little zine when I was a teen uh, at like Warp Tour, and they were that's back when they were on like the side stage, and they were just I think Bleed American maybe hadn't even came out yet. Um, but then recently, I 
uh, I, I write for music zines uh, or music blogs. Sorry, it's not zines anymore. Blogs and um, Third Eye, Third Eye Blind and Jimmy Eat World were touring together, and I'm a huge Jimmy Eat World fan. Third Eye Blind, not so much, but you know, Ooh, not, you know, whatever. Controversial. Uh, and um, yeah, that's one of my favorite I, bands too. <laughs> I really wanted to shoot it, so I sent a message to um, the blog, one of the blogs that I write for, and was like, "Hey, I, I want to shoot the show," and they got me in, and um, yeah, wow, it was cool. awesome. Like just. I see them. I try to see them as much as I can when they're in town. And like the last few times I've been out of town when they're here. So it was really cool to like go and see them and shoot them again because I hadn't shot them since I was young, you know. So, yeah, that was really cool. But real quick, for for anyone that wants to look at your photos, since we're talking about all of them, your your Instagram handle, it's at Betsy Martinez Photography, right? Yeah. Did I get that right? Okay. Yeah. Just so people can go reference that right now if they yeah, want to go see. Yeah, look on Instagram because there's some cool shots. Oh, there's some incredible shots. Like, you have the most amazing shots. Like, even when I was on tour with the Matchstick Skeletons, uh, the singer Newman, I remember, like, he saw some of the shots. After I was like, hey, my friend, you know, took all these shots. And he was like, oh, my God. He's like, I can I just do, like, a personal photo shoot with her? Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yes, you can, Newman. <laughs> yes, you can, Newman, if you're listening. Newman, you still can. <laughs> yeah. But Betsy, what um like what do you think was the transition? You were photographing for, for the magazine or the blog, and then like you've done so many big bands since then. So how like how have you got your foot in the industry and like obviously you're still up and coming but doing some amazing work. So like um, I think yeah, what's been your little break, I guess? I think in the world of like concert photography, especially in LA, you just kinda have to hustle and try to reach out to people and and ask and uh shooting for blogs sometimes you know there's a lot of photographers on the roster and so you're not quick enough to take the assignments so um me and my friend actually we started our own blog uh just this last year like maybe it's been up for six months or so oh it's really Um, good and uh we started our blog just because we were like we want to write what we want to write and we want to shoot what we want to shoot uh because a lot of times with blogs you know they you you try to write in your own voice but sometimes they'll edit it or they'll say you don't like a performance or you don't like something because that band or that artist got you on you still kind of have to sugarcoat everything and be you know give them a good review not to say that I'm anybody who would ever want to say anything terrible about a band or an artist but you know sometimes you want to be honest so uh, we started our own and um, you know it's we're not getting approved by everybody but we've been approved by a few uh, bigger artists and so that's pretty cool cool. and like you know it's just uh, it's we're starting it and uh, trying to get it off the ground and it's called Fangirl LA. Fangirl LA, what's the blog, like the actual address, .com? Or? Uh, yeah, it's www.fangirlla.com. Awesome. So, Betsy, what I want to know is because I've tried to take photos of bands and stuff on stage myself, but, like, how do you do it so they're not blurring? Like, what do you do with the low light situation? It obviously doesn't work using an iPhone. What, what's your gear that you're using? Um, I shoot with a Sony a7 III, which is really good in low lighting. So it's good for concert photography. So yeah, I mean, you just have to know your settings and know the right exposures and things like that. A lot of people, I think, use automatic uh, settings. And that's obviously uh. not going to work if you, you know, because uh, concerts are always different. It's it's a 
it's a little challenging. I mean, sometimes you never know what's going to happen, how they're going to move, what's lights or explode in your face and things like that. So um, sometimes, you know, it's a gamble and you're just like, oh my God, did I get the shot? And you don't really have time to check. That's the difference between shooting like, you know, a lifestyle shoot. Like you can say, okay, let me do that again. You can't get that shot. Like if someone's doing a jump and you miss it, you miss it. So that's what's great also too and makes it competitive and fun in a way is that, you know, you might have like 20 photographers in the pit, but maybe only one of those photographers were focusing on the right band member to get that jump or to get that hung out or you know what I mean? Like it's, there's times where you're like, oh my God, you knew you missed it. And there's times when you knew you got it. And that feels so amazing when you're just like, yes, and you can't wait to get home and go through those photos and post that photo. And it's kind of, it's exciting. It makes it exciting. And most of the time too, unless you're shooting for the band, you only get like the first three songs is usually the thumb of rules. Like you can shoot from the pit most of the time for three songs and then you're out and that's it. So you got two songs to do it. And then sometimes you show up and they and then you find out, okay, it's from back of house. So you're not in the pit and you hope that you brought a nice zoom lens um, and you do what you can, you know, you get what you can get. But you usually only have three songs to do it unless, again, unless you're working for the band. Or Wait, so there's like after. three, you got three songs to shoot and you're in the pit with you is other photographers? Other or? photographers, yeah. Most of the time, wow, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean it's competitive and but it's it's fun and most of the time everyone in the pit is super cool to each other you know you kind of like make friends and um, get to know each other and like sometimes like they'll be like hey are you Betsy and I'll hey are you that like you kind of like follow each other and you haven't met and then you finally meet and it's it's cool that like we have like I feel like the LA photographers I'm sure every city has like a little community where you kind of start to know each other because yes it's competitive but there's only so many you know what I mean so you kind of all start getting to know each other and it's fun it's fun to be in the pit like you're like hey are you shooting this show and then you like kind of catch up in the pit so some places are very strict you have to put your equipment away and then you can go watch a show and it's very hard to enjoy the show knowing all the shots you're missing so that's become kind of annoying that like I love going to like my whole life is like going to live shows and concerts and now like even if I go to a show at the Hollywood Bowl and I'm just there to watch it like I went to see Florence and the whole time uh, Florence and the Machine the whole time oh my god that would have been an amazing shot and my friends are like stop like just watch the show you're not shooting tonight but hang on if you've been given your three songs and then you're allowed to watch from another area are you allowed to have your camera out or do they say no that like it's bad no that's what I was saying like some places you have to check them in like um like a check almost yeah um and um I mean there's been times where if I'm being honest, I haven't checked them in and I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to like try to like keep it and take some shots. But for the most part, depending on the venue, I want to like follow their rules and, you know, that yeah. way I'm allowed back. So um, there's like a different like etiquette, like a, a like an unspoken etiquette, right? For mm-hmm. And I feel like that goes for a lot of like the music industry. There's certain things that like I would have never known if our band didn't take out a photographer that would be like, oh, right. like this. Pho- like I, I for the longest time, I didn't even realize that photographers, if you don't work for the band, were only allowed for the first three songs. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I now that is like such that. a very common like that really is. You can only be in the pit for three songs. And it's like, that's it. Do you know that you, the photographer's there for three songs and then you're like putting on your best face? <laughs> um. To be honest with you, I I just I I don't like I usually just do if I think too much about it, then I make even weirder faces. Even though like I have just weird drum faces, anyways. I think all drummers <laughs> could admit like I have weird fucking faces. Everyone has weird drum faces. <laughs> uh, but like yeah, if I were to think too much about it, then I'd either like fuck up the song or I'd make weirder faces because I'm trying not to make a weird face. So I just have yeah, to right. pretend like no one's there. If you take a photo and you haven't been booked by the hours, but you're at the gig and you take a photo, like, can they use repost it on their social media? I think not at the moment. I think that's the state of the law, but I can't be hundred percent sure. They can post. Yeah, I mean, it's it's once you post it on 
Instagram or any social media, I think it's pretty oh, then it's pretty public. Um, I mean, you just hope that they give you a photo credit. But there's a thing like if I shot like, for example, I shot Sting before. Um, and I had to sign a lot of paperwork for that because clearly it's right. Sting. Yeah. And that's um, huge. And by it was the way. kind of um, more of like, I think it was more of like, you can't make money. Like, you can shoot this for the blog that you said it was for and maybe for your own Instagram. But otherwise, you can't like I couldn't go and sell it's like, I don't know, us weekly or you know some kind of like publication like that it wasn't for me to sell because it was you're letting me do it and that's it and um but most of the time that's out of all the shows i've shot i feel like maybe i've only had to sign maybe like five times okay so and so um, you ever like thinking about making the artist look pretty or not or like you know what I mean or you're trying to get more of the emotion across with a photo that's on stage especially for females like I know how picky we all are yeah Um, (laughs) yeah so I'm always like ah it's a great photo but like ah you know like I know like they're probably not gonna like it um yeah but yeah I definitely try to choose photos that show the raw emotion and show them looking like cool or angry or you know I I try my best to find the ones that are like have the most emotion that are going to connect most with their fans you know like I try my best to shoot mostly bands that I have a passion for or really like their sound because then it's easier for me to shoot it because I know their songs so I know when they're going to probably scream or jump or do something you know and if you're shooting someone you're not really familiar with their music it's hard because you don't really know how they're going to perform the song or where where it's going to kick in or you know what I mean like it's just a little bit harder so for me when I shoot bands that I love like I kind of know like I'm waiting for that moment because I'm like, I know the song so well. That's why I would love to like go on tour with someone that I really like love because I would be like, yeah, I'll get all the stuff. All right, Betsy. So you have obviously photographed some really amazing people. You mentioned Sting. You've done Garbage, Churches, uh, our favorite Jimmy Eat World, my favorite Third Eye Blind. But like if you could photograph anyone ever – I guess, should we say dead or alive? Or do they have to be alive? Because I could be, uh, just anyone, just, let's just. Okay. Oof, okay. Um, and someone who's alive so we can put it out there, you know? Yes. Let's make it yeah, I'm going to say everyone that's alive, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think I would love to shoot Johnny Depp. I mean, I know it's not Ooh. music, but he's yeah. been like. Well, he does music too. He does. Uh, no, you know what? Actually, I'm, uh, he he's in uh, the Hollywood uh, Vampire. So yeah, um, I was like, yeah. you could. I mean, he does music. In fact, well. I think I wanted. I really wanted to shoot that show, and I think I was out of town. I think I might have been in Europe. So, anyways, yes, I would love to shoot him. Okay. But I meant more in a um, editorial way, just to like, gotcha. you know, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Betsy, the last portion. Uh, Bowie, do you do you want to tell her what we're going to do for this last section? Well, Betsy doesn't know about this. We Uh-oh. don't want any of our guests, but we have a little quiz, <laughs> and the, it's very easy. But it's literally, you know, yeah. I mean, like yeah, you can't like, go like, wrong. It's not like it's not like we're going to be like, okay, we're going to test your IQ right now. Let's like take a no. second test. No, no, it's like it's like you can't go wrong. It's just like things that you like. Like what do you oh, like okay. better? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We find that this really tells a lot about the person. So. Yeah. Am I first? I can't remember. Uh, I think I'm first, right? Because this is, this is my question, even though it's like so simple and hopefully. Okay, okay. <laughs> I already know what Betsy's going to say, but all right, Betsy. <laughs> dogs or cats? Dogs. <laughs> what kind of dog? What kind I like of talk dog? about your dogs. I love all dogs, but I have three. Two are Chiweenies and one is a poodle mutt of some sort. Waffle. Their names are Madonna. you got a famous dog, right? Madonna, Dolly, and Waffle. Clearly two of those are named after stars and waffle is just 
another story for another time. <laughs> <laughs> but Waffle's famous, right? Waffles, Is it Waffles? I mean, I wouldn't say she's famous, but she's definitely, um, when I don't have any content to post, I post Waffle and that gives me enough, uh, people engaging in conversations to last and, me and, have and Betsy when we go hiking at Runyon <laughs> with Waffle let's be real she's famous okay well, yeah, like, I mean people do like, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah so Waffle's bougie if Waffle's hiking at Runyon oh yeah they're all they're, all her dogs are bougie they hike Runyon like every day before it closed down they were hiking Runyon yeah. every day okay question number two whiskey or vodka mm, whiskey yeah I used yeah. to kind of whiskey. It used to be, I would, years ago, it would have definitely been Hounds Down Vodka, but uh, now in my older days, not not that I'm saying I'm super old, guys. I'm so young. <laughs> um, <laughs> She's not at all, by the way, but she's just an experienced drinker. Yeah, um, no, and I've switched, I've switched over to whiskey. Yeah. Next question. Um, okay, uh, beach or snow? Ooh, um, beach. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, li- yeah. I like the snow, but I would be lying because I don't go there enough to like. Hang on, you, you know? like the snow. I do. No, I said I like the snow, but I don't go enough. So I think like oh, no. ultimately, like I make it more to the beach and therefore I enjoy the sun more. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Betsy, have you or have you not <laughs> jumped on the bandwagon of watching Tiger King? <laughs> I absolutely have jumped on that bandwagon. Great. So, right. Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic or Carol Baskin? Joe Exotic. Just <laughs> <laughs> released a new episode tonight. That was, wait, what? Like inter- yeah, but it's like interviews of like Joel McHale hosts it and he like asks like all the like crew members like questions and it's just, yeah, I was watching it right before you guys, right before we started this, but yeah. Oh, that's um, exactly what I'm going to watch when we get off of this. Get on it and Carol Baskin, I love all the, like, that's been probably, and I'm sure for a lot of people, the best thing that's come out of this uh, quarantine pandemic time is that we're all connected by Joe Exotic. Who would have I mean, it's the best like, or the worst, but yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's very it's, entertaining. It's kind of both. I mean, he's like awful, but like at the same time, like completely like entertaining and it you is. Can't stop watching it. And so you believe like, Carol, do you believe Carol Baskin killed her husband? I mean, it's i kind of do i don't know I, it's, <laughs> yeah i think i think I, i'm, I'm so gonna yeah, watch I think she did. you think but, she covered him in sardine oil and just fed him to the tigers i mean i feel like it's a it's highly possible yes yes yeah. i i love that part where she's like i mean you'd have to like cover yeah. them in sardine oil it's like that's oddly specific okay. no like who would even think of that that's what i'm saying i was like oddly specific carol baskin tell us why do you know <laughs> That people, is hilarious. And then there's some people who are like, oh, everybody knows that. I'm like, I don't know that. But no, like, people don't know that. No, I mean, like, I don't know that because I don't know. I don't have cats. But I guess maybe if you know a lot about cats. All right. And we've got our last question for our very special quiz. <laughs> and it is, what would be on your rider if you were booked to go on a tour to photograph a band? What would be on your rider? Um. Well, can my dogs be a, like I have to have absolutely okay yes. I would want my doggies with me on the tour um I mean this is like you're the world's best photographer so you can do whatever you can ask for anything you, you could ask for just blue peanut M&Ms if you just wanted the blue gotcha, ones gotcha um okay so my dogs have to be there um god I'm I'm so simple I don't know how to be demanding um come on be a diva I, I would want like maybe I would want like a massage every night like yes day, you know like just, that's a good one yeah because like my body hurts you know and uh, carrying the cameras around and stuff I wouldn't like that's like, a great idea yeah <laughs> 
I'm adding um, that to mine. No. Yeah, same. <laughs> Seriously. Well, Betsy Martinez, it's been so Martinez. unreal. Um, yeah, Martinez, otherwise pronounced as what? Mart- Martinez. Oh, Martinez. Okay, guys, <laughs> Betsy Martinez or Martinez if you're Aussie. Thanks for coming on the show. You're amazing. You. You're one of our mates and we love you so much. And your live photography and also your shoots is so good. Can you tell us again, just so we remember all your, like your Instagram and your blog yeah, um, uh, web address? Yeah. So my Instagram's just my name, uh, Betsy Martinez Photography. And my website's just my name, BetsyMartinez.com. And then my uh, very new blog with uh, that I do with my friend Michelle Andrade who's a, an amazing artist uh it is fangirlla.com oh wait I've got one more question mm. so being a female in the industry as a photographer is it a little male dominated or is it pretty even I do think it's more male dominated for sure um uh-huh. and I'm hoping that changes and and uh you know most of the photographers that I admire I, there's tons of great male photographers, but there's there's a lot of female photographers that I just think are so amazing. And I do notice sometimes that they're not uh, booked as often as the males. Um, so I do think that's still something happening. Wow. I even saw um, Lauren Mayberry from Churches had posted something about about it, like to support uh, women photographers. And she had posted like photo shoots she did with women. And, um, you know, just kind of she had noticed herself uh, that it was something that was, uh, it was a little bit of an issue where there, it's still yeah. a do- male dominated career. Um, if I think about it, every photographer I've ever had mm-hmm. has been a male. Yeah. Is that the same for you, Jeff? Um, no, I have, I have, I, I would say a mixture, but I will say that when I have toured, most of the photographers that have come on tour, this have been male. And I don't know if that has something to do with the fact that it has been because I've been with men. Mm-hmm. That bring out their male friends. I, yeah, um, I do think like women, female uh, artists do. It's more comfortable for them, I would assume and imagine. A lot of times, not all the time. Not saying that men are all creeps or anything, but uh, I think a lot of times it is more comfortable to shoot with a fellow female, you know. And and um, so, but uh, yeah, like you're saying, you've been in bands with with Mel and uh, right, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Betsy. We freaking love you. Love you, Betsy. Ditto. I'm the crowd in the background. Yay. Woo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. That was fun. Thank you. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Betsy.